Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, my grandson was really disappointed that he wasn't able to attend the uh, the championship party. Uh, me too. Uh, it would have been great to see him. And I am the Champ, and I want to know what the Chief will be purchasing on this Cyber Monday. Ooh. Um, so I don't know if I'll be purchasing anything, because the stuff I need to get is... Um, brick and mortar stores but um i'm sure my i'm sure christy will yeah wait a second if, if i can offer a suggestion of what you might want to take a look at yeah. is uh because i'm assuming you haven't purchased yet is how about a new laptop because <laughs> you good. and i have been talking off air <laughs> for probably the last three or four months that you were going to purchase one and I'm, I'm guessing you still haven't purchased it yet is that no, correct no because it it's behaving so when it behaves well, I'm, I tell it I'm not going to replace it. And then when it acts up, <laughs> yeah. So you fall into the same trap I do, right? Yep. Is that I would prefer to complain about it but not really do much about it. Yeah. And if it's okay for a couple seconds, then you say, oh, it's good forever. Yeah, I just I just got to click this button three times, and then it's fine. I'm still good with that. Like work, gotcha. around, work around problems. Yeah. Hey, let, let, let's talk about Jameson and yeah. wanting to go to the championship party because this is a perfect segue. So uh, whenever he's in the car with me, he wants to listen to our podcast. And oh, God he, bless him. He says, can I listen to baseball? And I was like, yeah. And then he always asks about you. He, he'll he say, uh, do you know the champ? What's the champ look like? How old is the champ? And the fact that you weren't going to be there at the – if you were going to be there at the party, um, I, I was going to bring him uh, – I, I told him, I said, like, yeah, the champ's not going to be there. I, otherwise, I'd bring you. And he's like, oh, okay. I, I said, do you still want to go? And he said, no, I'm good. So he just wants to meet you. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah get, him, get, get him while they're young. I actually did meet him once. You did? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. when he was um, little. It, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't under the best of circumstances, but, yeah, I did yeah. meet him once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was he was little. Yeah. So now he's yeah. he's almost five, and yeah, he he loves listening to it. And he whenever you talk, he'll say that's the champ, and I'm like, yeah, that's the champ. That's that's all he talks Ex about. Yeah. E excellent. Yeah. So so Jameson, if you listen to this one here, um, I'm gonna try and do better this year. How's that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and uh, I think he's he thinks it's cool that I refer to as Jay sometimes, and I refer to him as Jay, and he always says we you have the same name. So, yeah, see that? Yeah. There we go. Anyway, Kindred spirits. Yeah. That's another one you've sucked into your world. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's roll into the championship party. Yeah. Let's, tell me about it. How, who, who attended? How was it? Uh, what went down? It was good. It was in uh, Phoenixville. I cannot remember the name of the – oh, the rec room. I think, yeah, the rec I think room. it was the rec room. Yeah. Right. So Bill did a nice job picking that thing. I'm pretty sure he picked it. A uh, lot of space. We, we got a large table. Um, it, it, you know, Josh was there, Bob, myself, Rick, uh, Bob Freeze, and then Bill. Of course, you were out of town. Tom was volunteering of some some sort, which I found a little interesting. Um, at a firehouse, I think Bob Freeze was there, and then Bob Kirk was coming back from State College and and couldn't make it. So, so, so Tom, uh, how about Casey? Oh, Casey was there. Yeah, what am I talking? Okay. About? Yeah. So, so, so uh, the no-shows were uh, Sam and Bob and Tom and myself? Yeah. Yep. That's okay. It. 
yeah. Uh, but it was good. We, we, I think we had a good time. We hadn't seen each other for a while, so it was, uh, it was good. Uh, I guess you still have the bobblehead. So I do. Yeah. So it wasn't a lot of pop and circumstance, but, um, yeah, it was pretty good beers and, um, had a couple of them and food was good and yeah, it was good just to kind of see everyone. Excellent. Excellent. Everybody was excited. Was, did they have, uh, I guess was the biggest moment, the big reveal and, and that being the golden monkey award. It was, that was probably the biggest moment. And, uh, Bob had his, uh, his, basically he read his last month's, I guess his last edition of the, uh, of the, um, his monthly updates. Uh, so I, I, he got to me and, um, I had, I think I had 16 points. You were one ahead of me at 17. So we did pretty well considering we talk 26 weeks and we, we open ourselves up. Um, uh, Sam was pretty close, but, uh, case beat him by a couple points. Uh, I think because of the money left on the fab. Um, so, uh, it, it, Case was uh, Case was pretty funny about it, and and as they were, I think Bob Freeze had said, "All right, Case, you got to start writing these, you know, once a month." And he, Case, was like, I don't have to do anything. Now you just got yourself some points. <laughs> <laughs> so we were joking, like, you know how Bob would give like one point for this and two points for that, negative one. I think Case was saying stuff like, "All right, that's ten thousand points, ten thousand monkey points going at you." So um, he he had pretty he had. He had fun with it. I think Rick said, hey, you know, Case, let, let me pick up your tab, you know, I, I, just to start off on the right foot type thing. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting how he evaluates um, coming up this year as opposed to how we initially evaluated it and how Bob Freeze evaluated it. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was good. It, it, he, he handled it pretty well, and, and uh, I think people need to be on their P's and Q's here. Because he's probably going to annotate some stuff that might not have been annotated in the past. It, it for, from my perspective, it was a surprise finish because I, I guess I didn't really see that coming. I understand where where where, where Bob uh, went with that. It, it was really good, and um, you know I have asked Casey to uh, kind of write an ex- if you will in quotes uh, acceptance award, okay. and he goes he'll write he'll write it, but he's not accepting it. <laughs> And you got yourself 10,000 monkey points on that one. (laughs) No, you see, that's what I'm trying to tell people is is that we need to have journalistic immunity, right? We're just asking the questions. Yeah, until we get taken hostage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it it ought to be a fun year because, uh, and I I think I've mentioned this before, uh, in his, like, high school buddy football league, they used to kick someone out once a year like suspend him for a year. So he's he's used to keeping an eye out for stuff like this. Um, oh, so he's well-versed in this. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe some leverage that he can apply to, you know, to uh, to get people not to want to be suspended for a year. Of course, of course we, we wouldn't do that here, but um, I don't know, maybe we should. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how about how about Josh uh, coming in uh, with his first Bush League title? Did he come in, um, um, you know, pretty excited? Uh, I want to say haughty, but that's really reserved for myself and Bob Kirk. But um, how did how was Josh? Uh, very humble. Uh, like uh, he was just 
Yeah, it, it, it wasn't, no, it was not haughty. Of course, it didn't have the pomp and circumstance because the bobblehead wasn't there and there was no real presentation. But, um, yeah, no, I, I I thought he handled it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, let me apologize. I think I've already texted Josh. But, um, yeah, the, the bobblehead is still sitting here in my office, and um, I will bring that to the earlier of winter meetings or draft day. And I'm not sure where the trophy is. Um, I, you know what? That's still in so flux. Bob Kirk um, no one's it? really sure. Okay. All right. So Bob Kirk does not have the trophy? Uh, he could. He could. Uh, Tom could still have it. Bill could have it. I don't know who has it. Well, I figured if Bill had it, he would have brought it. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so without the, you know, hardware being transferred, uh, it was a little different of a – but, yeah, no, I, I think he – I, th- I think he's a, he, he's a, he's good at stuff like this. Uh, you know, I, I I think he looks at it as uh, it, it. Hey, I'm gonna. Be, it's more important. I'm thinking about next year at this point. You know, okay. that, that's the kind right. of mentality he seemed to have. Um, so we so we haven't. Um, was there anything else you wanted to mention yeah. about the uh, championship party? Yeah. So I I kind of brought up just in conversation. Um, you know, this year will technically be our 40th year, even though we missed a couple of years. But, you know, 84 to 2023 is 40 years. Um, and I suggested we go back to no electronics for the Ooh. draft. Paper and pencil. To celebrate 40 wow. years. That, well, I, I like the way that's cloaked um, to your advantage. I don't know how it's to you would, I think you would thrive in that environment. I didn't thrive in it the first 20 years. <laughs> so I don't know why you say that. Good but point. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> but I think it would be unique. You know, it's a little spin. I, I think there are leagues out there um, that, that do that. Um, that's it's. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, let's put it this way. I would rather have no electronics than saying that there's no alcohol at the draft table. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it, I, it got some legs. Some people were intrigued by it, at the very least. Well, let, let, let's 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 be honest here. Let's be put this in perspective. That you know, when you say things has legs, um, I, I need to know when during the championship party this happened because this uh, could have been alcohol, uh, you know, fueled. And as we've seen in past championship parties or, or, or even winter meetings, things get passed that weren't really intended because of, of the alcohol. So, um, yeah, I've never seen a championship party get like a winter meeting. I think the winter meetings is when people start getting geared up for the upcoming okay. season. Um, it certainly it wasn't that type of gathering. Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't that type of gathering at all. And I, I know I've experienced the two gatherings. Um, but the winter meetings, I think people get geared up a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I see that. There's, yeah. there's, there's the uh, um, looking forward to the elation of, of a new year and putting the past year behind, right? All yeah. things are possible uh, yeah. during the winter meetings. Yeah. And it's not until the reality of the draft that it hits you. Yeah, well, really, the championship party, you're really there for one person, and you're like, all right, okay, congratulations. Let me order something. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more somber, unless yeah, you're the winner. it is. But it, it was brought up, and it, yeah, I think it's, it was, it, there were a few that were intrigued by the idea. Okay. 
Um, but other than that, yeah, it was it was a good time. We 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 missed a little less than half the league. So, um, but I'll be. I think people are looking forward to, um, you know, getting through the holidays and then meeting up again in January, or February for uh, these winter meetings. And we'll we'll have to start hitting that. And I did mention about all rules need to be submitted in writing, uh, all rule change proposals. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. So just laying the groundwork. That's all. Yeah. So it's been a while, right? Our last podcast was uh, during the World Series. I think it was after game one or two. And um, bring me up to date in terms of uh, your thoughts on the World Series. Obviously, Astros winning the World Series in six, four games to two. And um, when we last spoke, um, you had said that um, if the Phillies could win two out of three at home, they were going to be in good shape. And if they couldn't, then they had no shot of winning in Houston, and your predictions came true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the series, I, and then I, I had some questions for you. But uh, it, it just kind of showed Houston's a really good baseball team. Um, they, they – Altuve – and I think we talked about this. Altuve woke up a little bit after game two. Um, I, I think their pitching is just – it's just too much. Um, coming at somebody for for a week, uh, if Framber Valdez he could have pitched every day. We were, the Phillies are going to they were going to swing over top of that slider every time. Um, I I think it exposed some some weaknesses in the hitting uh, of the Phils, and I, I I think the Astros would expose all of the National League except maybe the the Braves have a little more consistent hitting than the Dodgers or the or the Phillies. Um, but I, I think the Phils need either a shortstop or a second baseman. I, I don't think he'd go with Segura and Stott. And um, they need another starter. It just shows they need another starter to compete with a team like that in a seven-game series. Um, but I, I, th- I thought it was good. I, 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 thought, I thought Harper showed that this guy could be the best player in baseball over that sure. playoff span. I mean, everything uh, uh, we thought he was, he was the last year and this year and then through the playoffs. So, so um, actually, I want to take this in a couple of different directions. And uh, probably um, let's talk about Harper first. Um, he just elected to have surgery, right? And w- do you know what his injury status is? I don't. I, I think he had Tommy John surgery. Oof. Which, I'm so sure the recovery. For a pitcher, that's, that's yeah. 12 to 18 months. For yeah. a batter, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure they can, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure it'll be okay by midseason. Start playing some right field, and um, you know they they might stick him at first. They'll DH him a little bit. So, at least it's getting fixed. Yeah, yeah, right, ex- yeah. exactly. Um, a couple comments here on on the World Series. You know, uh, good by the Phillies to have gotten that far and as we had talked in previous podcasts that um obviously the franchise really needed that not having been in the playoffs for 10 or 11 years and i i I think the front office did a good job and was uh advantaged if you will by the fact that they went out and got two big hitters due to the dh coming to the national league and i think i think the phillies played that advantage very well um in, in terms of their needs, uh, I, I think just about every team, except for the Astros, could use another starting pitcher. And 
And um, if the Phillies are serious about upgrading for the shortstops, there's there's a lot of shortstops out there in the free agent market this year. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, there are. I mean, uh, namely Trey Turner, and then Korea uh, is the other yeah. guy. Um, and then uh, you know the Bogarts name has been kicked around as well, Xander Bogarts. Um, and, and and I think Swanson's a free agent too. Swanson correct? is a free agent too. Yeah. See, like he he would be a guy. He's definitely an upgrade over Stott. I, I I just don't think the Phils can, in their lineup, can handle Stott and Segura in the same lineup. I, I think it's it, it, too soft. It, it's hard for me to believe that Dansby Swanson is a free agent already. I mean, has he been around? It's it seems like he was just called up. You know, as a number wasn't he a number one draft choice? Yeah, by the Diamondbacks, I believe. Yeah. I think they traded him for was it Shelby Miller? Shelby Miller was in that deal, yes. Yeah, Good I think one. it was even up. The Diamondbacks mm. and the Braves. Look at that with deal. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, so he was probably caught up when he was 21, 22, because he was a college player. Maybe 22. Yeah, out of Vanderbilt, yeah. Yeah, and how old is he now, 28? Um, I'd have to look that up, but that sounds about right. 28, yeah. 29, so he probably went through his arbitrations. And I'm a little surprised they didn't sign him, unless they have someone. Because the guy can pick up the baseball, and he does enough at the plate. To, like, why why are you getting rid of a shortstop? It seems odd to me. Yeah, so he was – wow. See, I guess I'm showing my age here. He was actually the first – he was the first player selected in the 2015 draft. So I, I – didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. I think he was traded hmm. within the first year. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the Astros for a second, because since about April, um, you have been talking about this on the podcast, um, about how good, how solid, just, just all around um, that, that team is. And, you know, um, I, I've been a Dusty Baker um, basher for a lot of years because, you know, his teams have come close in playoffs and mm-hmm. World Series and have never won. But, you know, Goodbye, Dusty Baker. Um, that was probably the Astros' best signing, right? After the scandal, to bring in somebody like Dusty Baker to give them credibility. And I, I think that he just has done a wonderful job managing that team. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, keep in mind that he got hired and they lost George Springer. And then this year after, they lose Carlos Correa, which are two big people in their in their uh, lineup, um, Dallas Keuchel, you know, his arm basically gives out on him, so they, he didn't have him to to ride. Um, and, you know, you lose Springer in Korea, and you think like, well, that's kind of a big deal, but you know, they, they have enough in the in the um, in the uh, they had enough in the minor league system to you know replace him with Tucker and Jeremy Pena, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and I I just think they're solid up and down the lineup. I mean, their catcher is he's basically there as a defensive catcher. He does nothing at the plate, so they really have an eight man lineup, and they can score some runs, man. And and they, they can hit the baseball. They can hit the baseball out of the strike zone, in the strike zone. Um, I mean, the, that game against Wheeler where they had what three straight doubles off first pitch. <laughs> they swung at the first pitch three straight times and hit those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just think it, it, over seven games, it's, it's tough to beat that team. And I, I, I think they would have beat anyone. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they would have beat anyone in the National League. 
Let me ask you a question. Dusty Baker, does he make the Hall of Fame, yes or no? I think now he does, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, his, his his career has been, I mean, the arc of his career in terms of as a player. Did you realize, I, I know it was for a hot second, but he actually played with Satchel Paige. Yeah, I know. And Hank Aaron. I, um, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So you, you did know that. I mean, yeah. you saw Hank Aaron's home run. He, he, he's been through a lot. You know, what, I, I think one of his famous quotes was is that uh, he smoked a joint with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, I mean, younger people don't realize he was a really good player. Yeah. Yeah, he was He was a good player. He's won a World Series as a player, and he's won a World Series as a manager. He's, yeah, and and he was a black player in the late 60s, well, I guess in the 70s, early 70s, playing in Atlanta, which was probably yeah. pretty difficult, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think now it's, he absolutely has a gold jacket. I don't know who wouldn't vote for the guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's in. He, he actually started his career. Um, he got a few at-bats at age 19, um, 1968 in Atlanta. Okay. And, you know, it wasn't until um, – he, he, he didn't start really playing until um, his age 23 season, which was 1972. He had 500 plate appearances. Okay. But, um, yeah, and, and that first year, um, when I say that first year, first year of 500 plate appearances, he actually got some MVP votes. So, um, yeah, uh, hats off to Dusty Baker. Yeah, Atlanta had a little good they, – they had him and Gary Matthews, I think, come up around the same yeah. time, and then they dealt them both for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just I, – I, it was it was tough, but it was fun watching them. I, you know, I thought the Phils did a – a pretty good job. I, I I think they need that one piece in the middle infield, and I would like to see Bomb be able to put the hit more doubles, at least if not homers. I think okay. they would need that out of them as well. But I don't know. I don't know if he's that type of player. But they they they're going to need it. Um, I I still don't understand the whole. I, I I'd like to see if they can deal Hoskins. I don't know if he can deal that guy after the defensive prowess he he uh, exhibited. On national TV, you didn't see the games, did you? I didn't, because um, they were on at. Let's see, it was you know. Uh, I'm trying to think what the time difference was. It was something probably like two in the morning. Okay. Yeah. In in yeah. in Portugal, so yeah. I, I I did not. After was it game two, game three? Um, yeah, I, I didn't see anything. So I just saw the next day and was reading accounts of the game. That's all. Yeah, Hoskins struggled defensively throughout the whole playoffs but um okay yeah all right uh let's get into the postseason awards because we hit on a couple of these things right yeah let's do it all right uh national league mvp we both had paul goldschmidt and he did win the uh mvp for national league i don't think there's any doubt on that one yeah, you know, good good for Goldschmidt winning it. Uh, for for me though, it was a little bit bittersweet in, in that he took the months of September and October off, um, which you know kind kind of hurt. But um, yeah, he got the first place vote, and I think we also talked about. I think I think we nailed that one pretty. That was wasn't too difficult, was it? No, no, I, I, okay. I yeah, uh, Cy Young we hit. Yeah, we nailed it. I was shocked though that Alcantara was Sandy Alcantara was the unanimous uh, winner of the Cy Young Award. Ooh, Did that was. surprise you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't see who were the 
Who who finished in the top ten? Do you know? Um, I can take a quick look and see if I can find the uh, the voting results. Let's see. Um, Alcantara got all thirty first place votes. Uh, second, the runner up was Max Fried with seventy two points. Um, third was the person that you had suggested might be the the next runner up was Julio Urias with okay. fifty six points, and then my runner up finished fourth, and that was Aaron Nola with forty eight points, and and then. The off maligned by the uh, Baton Roosters, Zach Gallon finished fifth. He finished fifth. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm looking at it now. All right. And Kyle Wright finished tenth. Yeah, that was a nice early pick by you. Yeah, but 21 wins and he had 319 ERA. Um, I figure he. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I thought he had a better year than Rodon, but maybe he didn't. Of course, Burns is there. All right. Yeah, so we, we hit on Sandy. Um, and then with the Rook of the Year, we were I, – I think we both picked Strider, but Harris as the second choice, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Correct. All right, so uh, – and Spencer Strider finished second in the voting. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we were too far off um, on that, and and I think you also nailed who was going to finish third, and that was uh, Brandon Donovan. Yeah, from from the Cardinals. Yeah, because how how many positions the guy plays? Um, yeah, and, and as we talked about, played them all pretty well. He's kind of a throwback player. Yeah, and then the other guys uh, we mentioned was Cruz and uh, Lodolo. They got some votes as well. Yeah, you know what, if we can just step back for a second with the Rookie of the Year Award, because, you know, I always like to look at this and say, hey, how on top of this yeah. was, was the Bush League? Yeah. And uh, if I can just run through here just, just real quickly in, in terms of the, the, the top uh, Rookie of the Year vote getters, um, Michael Harris um, was picked up by the Sewer Hawks for 30 bucks on May 29th. Okay. Um, yeah, so he put a fairly big bid on, on him. Spencer Strider was picked up on April 10th by the Ducks um, for seven bucks. Okay. Um, and then I had picked up Brendan Donovan on May 15th for 13. So, so, so we did. Um, you know, I guess it's better better late than never. And I think Jake McCarthy was a reten- or a draft reserve. Um, I- M- McCarthy was up and down. Um, Sewer Hawks picked okay. him up on the All 29th. Right. Dropped him on June nineteenth. Okay. Um, and then I picked him up on July twenty fourth. And then uh, Alexis Diaz was obviously picked in a fab later when he when he came up. Uh, so was Lodolo. He was picked up, and I think these guys were then picked you have, up. I had Cruz. Yeah, I think these yeah, guys you had were Cruz. Pr- picked up pretty early on too. Harris only played one hundred fourteen games, and he was picked up in May. So it, the Sewerhawks probably picked him up the week he was brought up. Yeah, 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 and and he went in big, you know. That was the the nice thing about the uh, or or the good thing about the Sewer Hawks is that they put in some some big bids on on players early, and uh, whether it was luck or whether it was skill, he hit on a lot of those yeah. players. Yeah, 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 agreed. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Then the manager of the year, uh, a little surprise with Buck Showalter. A little surprise for that. Yeah, you know, when I was popped back, because we completely missed, this was the one that we, we swung and missed on. And, and I think 
thinking was was probably tainted by um, number one, their finish, finishing second, and number two, their playoff results, which shouldn't have come into my thought process. Well, I think I don't think we missed on this. I think the voters missed on this. I don't know how you. Oh, okay. I don't know how you say the guy was managed a year and he blew a ten and a half game lead. I, I, I don't I don't see how you do that. Okay, I I, I, I tend to to agree with that. Um, the runner up was the person you had mentioned was Dave Roberts. Yeah, and then Snitker probably should have been switched with Showalter. He he gained ten and a half games, and he's throwing rookies out in the outfield and a, and a and a and a starting pitcher. So, yeah, and your guy Marble yeah. got some votes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And and Thompson finished fifth. Yep. And uh, Bob Melvin got a vote. Who voted for him? Yeah. Bob Melvin. Uh, um, probably a Philly writer for not putting in uh, Josh Hader against Bryce Harper. So probably <laughs> right. a, a little thank you vote. Thanks, Bob. Uh, ahead of time. <laughs> um, and then uh, just to cover the American League because we did the American League, uh, we picked Otani to win the American League MVP, but he did not. Yeah, and, and we said in yeah. in in in, in, in Full disclosure: we, we thought that Judge would probably win, but the deserving person was was Shohei Otani for the yeah. reasons we'd mentioned last podcast. Um, Cy Young, I think I picked Verlander. You picked Cease. They finished one and two. Yep. Although Verlander got all the first place votes, um, and then Rookie of the Year, we both picked Julio Rodriguez. That wasn't even close, right? Yeah, that was that was that was a easy one. That was a layup. And then the manager year, you picked it. Then you picked Terry yeah. Francona. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, he did. He, he did a nice job um, with a team that I forget they're in the bottom five or six in terms of yeah. um, spending. Yeah. Um, and I I forgot about the guy from Baltimore. I th- yeah, he 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 deserves some votes as well. You got that team over five hundred with playing those rookies. Yeah, that was, that was a good yeah, job by him. Yeah, yeah. Should be. We'll, we'll see what happens in Baltimore next year. Tough division to compete in, but the, yeah. they look like a team that's on the rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let, let, let's move on to this non-tenured uh, players that are out there. And I wanted to ask you if you see any value in, in some of these guys. Let, 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 me, let, me, um, let, let me let me narrow that question a little bit. Let, do you see any this guy can ru- drop into the starting rotation or the starting eight? Or I guess starting. Well, nine. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me go back for a second here and just explain what non-tendered is. Is um, players that have a contract expiring. Um, basically, um, major league teams have the ability to either sign them to a contract or release them as as. Uh, a non-tendered player, meaning they're becoming a free agent. So um, I thought it was interesting, the, the list. And we can go through some of the National League players. The biggest by far, uh, I think, was um, the Dodgers non-tendering Cody Bellinger. Yeah. And yeah. Um, if, if I look at him, um, I think there is some value for a team. Let's just say, how about a team like the Rockies? Okay. Picking up, take, taking a chance on, on Cody Bellinger. Um, maybe he revives his career, you know, outside the media spotlight, and you know, plays in that big part. is is, is a fairly good defensive player. Yeah, he is. And maybe he can revive his yeah. career there. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, uh, I was thinking like that. Uh, the Pirates, 
picking him up because um, he is a good defensive player and he and he runs the base as well. And yeah, for you know, it's probably minimal cost. He'll probably sign a one-year deal because he probably doesn't want to stick with any of those teams. Um, yeah, I, I think there's some value to stick in the starting rotation or starting lineup with him. I, I was surprised that uh, Edwin Rios uh, was also non-tendered by the Dodgers. Yeah, um, I, I wonder if they're going to go back and kind of renegotiate with him. But they have that rookie coming that's probably slated to play. Um, I can't remember his name, but I, I actually think the Sewerhawks have him. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do, yeah. but I am also um, striking out on, on the name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's probably some of that. Um, the other guy I was looking at with this Ramiel Tapia. Uh, he plays center field for someone. And he steals some bases. Do you like him? I, you know what? You know, I, I think he's – like, they, there's some bad baseball teams out there that could probably use a center fielder and that can run the bases a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I view him strictly as a fourth or fifth outfielder. I'm not, not really high on him. Um, and then uh, what, what about your guy Alex Reyes? Is he done? Um, he is with the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I've had him a number of years on my team, it's it's just become extremely frustrating um, in terms of all the injuries. And through no fault of his own, um, it was a a move the Cardinals had to make. Um, He'll catch on with somebody, at least for a look, and maybe revive his career, but history has shown that he can't stay healthy for an entire year. I mean, he did make the All-Star team in 2021. Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, And then... The uh, here's the two other guys I wanted your opinion on. Um, Brian Anderson, third baseman, he could play a little outfield, left field for the Marlins. Yeah, I saw that was very interesting. Um, I, 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 he's he's got to be on somebody's radar, right? Playing third base or outfield. Um, unfortunately, he was hurt most of last year and the but year before. I, I think I think he's a nice player. Yeah, and that. And then uh, Dominic Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, same type of thing. First base can play a little bit of outfield. Not sure you want him around in the late innings and also a DH, but a left-handed stick. Um, Wasn't going to play much first base um, with with the Mets, um, but I I think he's going to connect somewhere too. Um, What do you think about um, if the Phillies move on from from Hoskins? Do you like him uh, as a first baseman for the Phillies? So I think Smith is a guy that needs to play every day. And I think he's shown – like the 2020 year he played a lot. And I, I, I think he produced um, – I, I don't know if he's a – I don't know what his defensive skills are at first base. I, I, I just don't know. But I think he can hit the baseball. But I don't think he's a guy that comes off the bench twice a week. So if you have Smith in there, you better hope that he hits – 260 because he's not going to hit the homers that Hoskins hits. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where, where, where are the, where are the Phillies with Hoskins? Where, where, where is he yeah, in, in his contract? That's I'm looking that up now. Um, I, but I do like, I do like, uh, uh, Anderson. Brian Anderson. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's kind of interesting, right? Maybe they're just tired I, of him not being on the field. You know, 
the Marlins are a weird team. I, I'm never really sure what direction that they end up going. Um, maybe his contract has become a little too expensive for them, but I, I don't know if they have anybody to to fill into that spot. Um, do they want is, is Joey Wendell their no. their answer at third base? No, I, no. I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So um, Hoskins Hoskins is in his third year of uh, arbitration this year, and then he can be a free agent next year. Okay. And he, so if you're the Phillies, do you, do you hold on to him for uh, playoff this season? Do you try and sign him? Do you try and trade him? What, what do you do? Well, he's going to be less than $10 million. So I, I, think, you, I, I think you probably keep him unless, unless you have somebody earmarked that you're just trying to get rid of $10 million off your salary. You know what I mean, and yeah. and, and trade for someone. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think if they went after Turner, they probably not going to pay him ten million dollars. That that's where you might come in with Dominic Smith to pay him four five and sign Turner, and you know you get less strikeouts. You you keep the lineup moving type thing, like that. If that's where you're going, okay. With, with your thoughts. Hey. I, I just looked it up. Uh, the third baseman for the Dodgers that we were talking about was Miguel Vargas. Yeah, that's right. Vargas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, the, you know, uh, half of the Cincinnati relief pitchers are, are are non-tenured. And a couple of these guys were up and down in this Bush League uh, as uh, trying to get some saves. Art Warren was one. Hoffman. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Aquino was non-tenured as well. Yeah, and that that's no surprise. Yeah. How, hey, how about the Rockies? Uh, Garrett Hampson, remember he was going to be the yeah. next big thing? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not sure about that guy either. I, I think he's probably, like, you know, we would say about Tapia, fourth outfielder, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other guy I noticed, remember Colton Welker was a was a – prospect of the Rockies third baseman and then he got hit with the 90-day suspension with the um, steroids. I do. Yeah. He, he was with the Giants. I had no idea he was with the Giants. <laughs> yeah. I guess his Me neither. career's over. Um, all right. So there's a couple guys. I mean, maybe you look at Edwin Rios as a utility guy. Cody Bellinger for bad teams to pick up. Uh, Anderson and Dominic Smith seem to be the most intriguing. Would you say? I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And uh, outside of yeah, you say outside of Bellinger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then maybe Hampson as a as a, as a role player. Um, is that the guy? Can he play? Does he play infield and outfield? I'm sorry, say that again. Who was that? Hampson, Garrett Hampson. I I think he's um I think he's just a infielder. Okay, all right. Um, he doesn't play the outfield. Right? But I, I could, yeah. Because yeah. that would be intriguing if he could play both, right? Yeah, I, I think all of these players ha- have a chance for the right fit to to, to land somewhere. Um, Hampson, let's see. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I, it looks like he plays. Yeah, this this past year he did play a little bit of outfield. Okay. Um, as right. well as second base, shortstop, third base. Yeah. So so you know. When, when you limit your roster to maybe four um, bench players, five bench players, yeah. you, you need that flexibility. You do. Yeah. yeah. You give guys days off, rotate them through, and he can fill in some spots. 
play yeah. left field, play third base, play second base. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. That that adds some depth to a to a roster. And the guys had a lot of major league at bats. All right. That's good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, we wanted to touch on these these so far the the guys have been signed. Um, what do you think about that Tyler Anderson, the Angels? Um, because of the Angels curse, he'll probably, you know, yeah. won't pitch more than, uh, uh, you know, 50 innings next year or something, <laughs> right. you know, not that I wish this upon him, but just based upon being with the Angels, something bad will happen Yeah, and he won't, yeah. I, I think that too. I, I think that was a little hefty. It was a three year, $39 million. Um, yeah, that, that's a big stretch, uh, for that guy. Uh, I, good for I, him though. Yeah. Arlang, you know, a nice, yep. a, a nice career year into to that contract. Yeah. Uh, and then Gio Urshel is on the move again. Hunter Renfro goes back to the, or I, well, I guess to the American, yeah, back to the American League when he goes to the Angels. Yeah, you know, so the Angels are trying to do some 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 things there. It never seems to work out. Uh, I don't know much about the pitchers they got. Um, I, I don't know what's happening with the Brewers. I, it, it feels to me that they um, are, are are saying they're not going to compete this year because there's rumors that they may move uh, Willie Adamas and, and maybe Corbin Burns. And if that's the case, you know, the, the Cardinals can kind of walk through the, the central. Yeah. Um, I, I hate know. to see, I hate to see it, but that could happen. Yeah. That's, um, that's interesting that they would do that. Um, okay. All right. Uh, do me a favor. So, uh, I'm going to, if, um, the Rizzo thing. What did you have any thoughts on Anthony Rizzo being signed? Because I do. With with the Yankees. Um, n- no, not really. I mean, other than the fact he was loved in in Chicago, and you know, Chicago is not going to sign him. I'm not sure what, what the Cubs' plan is, um, but I'm I'm not really surprised that the Yankees signed him because I think it's a hedge um, against Judge leaving. Um, they'll still have to, to backfill for Judge, but I, I think since they had him in hand, if you will, that they signed him, and um, I'm not surprised at all by that. Yeah, I would have loved – I mean, two-year $40 million is is a little hefty, um, but I would have loved to see if the Phillies could go off of Hoskins and sign this guy. That improves their defense immensely and probably still gives them the same – similar production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, wow, that's a really good point. Never thought of it that way. But two years of forty million—that's—that's. That's, I mean, you, you're going to have to. You're going to. Uh, that's too much for that. You know what I mean? It's just too much. Um, a one year twenty million, I think I would have done, but not the two year forty. Well, particularly if the Phillies are going to be looking into the free agent market at uh, at shortstop. Um, yeah, that's what But I mean. you know what? Yeah. They have deep pockets. Why not? It's not <laughs> our money. Just keep throwing it out there. Um, yeah, and I think the other guy, uh, Hernandez, gets traded from the Blue Jays to uh, the Mariners for a pitcher, which I don't understand what the Blue Jays do half the time either. Uh, that was shocking for for Eric Swanson. Um, yeah. I, that's that's a great pickup by by the Mariners, and yeah. you know they're they're hopefully uh, going to be a little bit of competition for the Astros in the American League West. But uh, I, I like Teoscar Hernandez. And, uh, you know, now that they have um, – if they could get – oh, gosh, I'm trying um, – Jared 
Kelnick. Kelnick, yeah. To to be the player that that they think that he's going to be with Julio Rodriguez, that that's a nice that's a nice outfield, and they still. I'm not sure where Mitch Haniger is. Um, I, apparently, the reports are that, that the Mariners kind of soured on Jesse Winker. He didn't have a very good year last year, and they weren't really happy with him. So that's the reason to bring in um, Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, why, why does that surprise you that Jesse Winker didn't have another career year? Like. <laughs> Why would you yeah. be shocked at that? I don't know. But I, I think uh, Suarez had a pretty decent year for them. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was the other person that in, yeah. in that trade. And, uh, yeah, so the, the Mariners are a team that, you know, are, are on the rise. They do have some, some minor league pitching coming up. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, like the two young guys that you mentioned, they need to start producing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because then when you have those guys producing and anything Crawford gives you, it's just a bonus at that point. The Agreed. Stop. Yeah. All right, and we have Bryce Harper going, uh, I think he had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know much about it, but it's something for the Phillies to to keep their eye on because, uh, honestly, if, if Harper um, – came into this year healthy, I could see him going, you know, again, over four bucks, particularly in light of major league rule changes, and namely the uh, the shift, banning the shift. I think, as you had pointed out in previous podcasts, that, that you know, he's going to get back to his 310, 320 levels, um, batting average-wise. Yeah, I, I think he is because of that shift. Yeah, he did have Tommy John. They're they're projecting him. He'll be back in right field before the end of 2023 season. Um, he might, uh, he might miss some time. It says in the article, uh, could begin hitting competitively in May, which would mark the beginning of his spring training. So he's going to miss some what? time, but not, not a, not a lot. So, so what is your estimation for his major league return? I don't know, because uh, I mean, there's so many variables in between. But uh, June first, if he can, okay, if based on this article. All right. Um, so if I went, all right, let, well, let's assume we're at the draft. Um, somebody brings up Bryce Harper, um, and they say Bryce Harper, um, a dollar. What do you say? Three. Three. Wow. You okay. Would, would you... I, I say I say out after. If you say three, I say out. Okay. So you're saying three is the cutoff for this guy? Um, for me, it's lower than that. It is. If, 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 yeah, if he's not coming back until June, this is with the the return date of June first. Let's yeah. just say June first. You're out below yeah. three. Okay. I'm out for three. Yeah. All right. Um. So maybe that'll be my first nomination. <laughs> it's, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Got to be careful with that first bid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, two seventy five. You still in? Two seventy five with three people left. You still in? No, I'm out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Remember that, people. Well, <laughs> well don't forget, I'm still a little bit uh, shell shocked um, be- because of what Blake Snell did last year. You know, hitting him. So yeah. Okay, and it's not because of his production. You're saying because of the injury and the time missed. Yeah. Um, now, a mitigating factor in all of that is, uh, you know, maybe he comes back. You know, 
the DH is such a big deal in the National League sure. because, you, you know, uh, I'm sure that that June 1st date, based upon the article, takes into account that maybe he he, he starts swinging the bat uh, at the major league level in June but doesn't play the outfield until July. So, um, yeah, it's so, somewhere in the, below that $3 range um, is, is where I jump out. Um, and I would ask listeners, you know, Tell me what you think right now. If, if he comes back June 1st, what would you bid? What's the highest you're going? Well, if he comes back June, I, I think I might go to 295 just because you get to keep him on the following year for three bucks, which could be a huge deal. Absolutely. And, okay, so that, that's great strategy right there. Good for you for thinking like that. I'm just saying. I, 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 and I think if it got that high, if there's enough people, that it's, he's going to go over. He's going to go over three. DeGrom yeah. goes over three, and he pitches nine games a year. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. We'll, you know. And it, like I said, there, there's a lot of uh, re- rehab news we could get in between now and then. Oh, and I'm sure it's going to be all over the place, right? It, yeah. But here, here's the thing we do know. On, on, on draft day, it, there's going to be a, a, an unknown factor in there, and somebody's going to take a risk, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a risk-reward analysis. Yep. Yeah, and not just for this year, but for the following year as well. Yeah. Perfect, yep. Well said. Um, Okay. And then, um, so I do have a TWIB note this week uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have. If you're having more than one, uh, I had a Mad Elf from the Trogues Brewery. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Uh, You've had this, right? Yes, absolutely. Is this the first time? Um, It's the first time. It's the first time since I've I've had it since I analyzed beer critically. Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. Um, ABV, 11%. I didn't realize it was 11%. Uh, Beer Advocate has it at 87. I, I'm going to push the Rooster Town to the low 90s. I think it's a really good seasonal beer. I think you've summarized that very well. Um, I agree with you that it's probably in the low 90s and that uh, it's it's a seasonal beer, that you need to have it around the holidays, one or two. Yeah. Share it with a couple people that say that they don't really um, know much about the beer and kind of slip that in on them and see them get a little bit crazy. <laughs> slip two or three in? That's, yeah. See if you get some uh, monkey points going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unleash on them now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you maybe have the nest filming a little the, bit. Yeah, the, the seasonal the seasonal golden monkey. Nice. Maybe maybe the maybe Casey can rename the the award from golden monkey to mad elf. Yeah, <laughs> right. I also had a uh, and I, I'm not I, I I didn't put it down here, but I also had a uh, watching the football game last night. Casey and I had a uh, evil genius uh, no crying in baseball. How was that? What what type what type of style of beer was that? And it, how was it? It is a hazy. Um, IPA, but it had a little fruit taste to it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. It's light. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's Monday night. I'm, I'm watching football and I, you know, I'm not out at a party, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. It, it's a, it's a light beer. Uh, it has a good taste to it. I'm looking it up with the beer advocate now. Um, just to kind of get a feel of, yeah. What this? Yeah. While, while, whilst you're doing that, let, uh, you know, um, I'm heading into the season. I guess um, dark beers. Bill likes the dark beers, um, but uh, I guess for me, I'm heading into the spirits season. And 
one of the things while I was over in Portugal and Spain, uh, one of the big drinks was vermouth. And I've become a vermouth drinker now. Um, don't know much about it other than it's a really a fortified wine that clocks in somewhere around uh, 20, 21% ABV, but uh, really enjoyed it um, over in, in, in Spain and Portugal. All right, so that's interesting because I didn't know vermouth you could drink straight. What do you drink it, like a shot, like Sambuca, or do you drink it like uh, on the rocks? Oh, I, I, I drink it on the rocks, yeah. Okay. You can drink it really like, like a wine, and I, I guess tra- traditionally when I've had vermouth, um, either the dry or sweet vermouth, it's always been in, um, been in a Manhattan. So, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was, uh, you know, when, when in Lisbon, you know, do as – yeah, I don't sure. know, Lisbonese? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the term. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. It, we apologize if we out. offended anyone. We're just joking. Gosh. Um, so, uh, No Crime in Baseball is an American IPA. A uh, little on the hazy side, I would I would say. 6% ABV, the uh, beer advocate has at 88. That's probably where I would put it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good. What are you looking at next as we head into this, uh, continue into this holiday season? Are, so, do you have, are you looking for suggestions or you, um, do you know what you're, what's, what's uh, on deck for you? Right. So I'm heading down to the beer guy today and uh, asking him, because uh, I talked to Bill about it at the championship report. I'm going to ask him where his Belgian ales are. Because I, I, I couldn't find any. Um, just by looking, but I mean, there's so many beers, I may be missing it. So I'm going to go down and ask him, you know, point out a couple Belgian ales and I'm going to grab them for next. Uh, okay, good. For, for December. Well, it, I, I had, I, I had texted you and, and Bill when I was in Madrid, a picture of a Belgian ale. I think it was the Roquefort that yeah, I had Roquefort. In, yep. in Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is really good. Yeah. And I, um, when I was down there searching, you know, um, I did pick up a Scottish ale which I've had before, and I like them. They're, they're light. They have a good taste to them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like those as well. But I, I'll, I'll go down and ask the guy today. One, one other suggestion uh, on Belgian ales, St. Bernardus, if you can look for that. Um, any, anything, uh, St. Bernardus is really good. So okay. take a look. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'll see what he's got. Um, he doesn't seem very approachable, So, but you know, <laughs> he doesn't. Maybe, maybe yeah. he hasn't started drinking yet. Yeah, or maybe he's drunk too much. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go down and check that out. But I did like the Mad Elf. I, I thought it was a good beer. It's a good seasonal beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what are you walking off with today? All right, I got a couple things, um, mostly housekeeping. But okay. uh, first of all, I'm still looking for someone to plan slash host the 2023 draft. Um, that would also be great if you can, we could include winter meetings in there, but um, looking for that. Um, new position opening oh. in the Bush League hierarchy, okay. um, treasurer role, um, if somebody could, could assume that as well, which is pretty easy. You and I talked before the show. Basically what that means is purchasing, um, if, if they're interested, CBS website and then charging that out, holding the money until um, for the season and pay out at the end of the year. So hopefully that's something that's, that's fairly easy. Okay. And then lastly, the final Golden Monkey Report uh, for 2022 is that on the website. Um, right now that has, um, that's from, from, from Bob Fries. Um, we're awaiting the ex- 
quote acceptance award from from Casey, which will be out there. And uh, I apologize, the, the website has gotten a little bit sloppy, so I will go through um, in, in the next few days and clean that up a little bit and re- revamp it as we head into the new season. So um, yeah, that just just those housekeeping notes. Um, and and as a last one, you ready for this one? Go ahead. No, nah, never mind. Uh, what are you walking off with? Oh, all right. Uh, well, you, you kind of threw me off there. Yeah, well, I threw myself off. I was going to say, you know, uh, I'm rooting for the U.S. against Iran in tomorrow's World Cup, but that's a little bit polarizing, so I won't say that. Why, why would that be polarizing? Uh, it, you, you talk soccer slash football, people are it's, – it's like telling them that, you know, you put gin in their drink or that there's anchovies on their pizza. Well, it's, number one, I like anchovies. And two, I think, really? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Good for you. And number two, I think the whole world is rooting against Iran. Like, I don't think you're going to offend anyone, except for the maybe yeah. some of the people that live in that country. <laughs> I, 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 I don't suppose you've watched much of the World Cup. No, I, I haven't watched any of it. Okay. Not that I, I not that I'm like, uh, oh, I, I can't watch the World Cup. I, I just. I, I, I just wouldn't make the time at two in the afternoon tomorrow to watch the World Cup. That's all. Okay. And I, I also think that the, the rest of the world is lucky that w- our, our major sports are football, basketball, and baseball. Well, it's probably football and basketball. Because if we didn't have those sports and this country played soccer, we win the World Cup every year, every four years or whatever they play. <laughs> Then we'd really okay. be hated. A, a little bit of American hubris, but uh, I like it. Yeah. I mean, soccer in our sport, in our country, is like the fifth sport. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that those they're not world-class athletes. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I hear in terms of popularity. You're, yeah. yeah. If Deion Sanders played soccer instead of football, he'd be the greatest soccer player in the world. Like there's yeah, there's no one faster be. than him that 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 plays now stronger. If Terrell Owens played played soccer, he who, who's bumping the ball that guy off the ball? No one. That guy's two forty so, so, and runs faster than the, anybody on the field. I, I I think what I hear you saying is, is is that if if when you say more popular, I think if there was more money at, at the sport, which you know popularity generates the revenue. Um, yeah, athletes would get paid. That yeah. that would be a, more of a trend moving toward that. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't know if I I thought about it that critically. I just meant like if like if we didn't have football and basketball, like if it wasn't like a sport, and the only sport we played was soccer, we would win the yeah. World Cup every four years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. There's yeah. so you know the reason one of the reasons why it's so popular overseas is that there's low barriers to entry, right? I mean, not not yeah. everybody. It's yeah. expensive to, to, to field a football team. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? With, with yeah. all the padding and the equipment, that type of thing. And most countries aren't afforded that, that type of luxury. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. we And then we'd really be hated because we'd, <laughs> we'd win the World Cup every four years. It would be well, they just need to beat Iran, and then they can see if they can move on to the knockout round. So we'll see. Yeah, so if they beat a run, then they then they get into the actual like tournament, I guess, right? The, the uh, they move they move yeah. to the knockout round, right? Okay. Right. So the, it's it's the uh, uh, the final sixteen, if you will. Yeah, okay. All right. So that's kind of a big deal. I don't know if the men's team has ever done that, have they? 
Um, they haven't been to uh, the Final 16 in, in a long time. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a while, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And then uh, are the women playing this year too or no? Next, next year. Okay. And I think our, the U.S. women do pretty well. Yeah, I think they're a four-time World Cup winner, something like that. And, well, that's interesting, right? Because uh, how far mm-hmm. women's sports are have, have come. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, in the U.S., women have rights. In a lot of countries, they don't have those rights to even play sports. Well, that and women don't play football. And the really good athletes play soccer, not basketball. Yeah. And that's why we win yeah. pretty consistently. Because they don't have that other option. Yeah, I, I just think that women's sports has been, you know, Title IX has done a lot for, for, for women in the, in the U.S., and they've got such a huge head start on other countries. Um, you know, it's, it's like comparing U.S. sports back in the, you know, it's like men's basketball in before 1972 Olympics, right, when the, the, the U.S. was clearly the best basketball team, and I don't know if that's true now, right? I mean, it's, it's more competitive. How about that? It's more competitive, but if yeah. if these guys were serious and we put our, our best 12, there's no one in the world can beat them. Yeah. I mean, no one. It's just that these guys are playing the NBA and then have to give up two summers in a row to go travel, and I mean, that's a lot to ask, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway. What are you walking off with? I think that's what it was. I, I think I chewed up enough. <laughs> I think I chewed up enough. <laughs> Okay, that well, that was really good. I, I, I like that. Um, when are we on next? We are uh, TBD. Uh, it'll be in December um, around Christmas because I'm I'm heading to Florida on the 26th, back on the 31st. But we're probably going to do it in between those dates in uh, in Naples. So so for all the listeners, you already should have liked and subscribed to this podcast, so you'll see it in your feed. But Look late December. Um, Chief's going to do a little bit of reconnaissance, little scouting down in Florida. Correct. Correct, and I, I'm I'm deathly afraid of alligators, <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be going out too much. <laughs> well, I, at least the temperature should, should be somewhat reasonable. You can actually walk outside, and, and it's it's somewhat inhabitable. Yeah. Well, I I think it's supposed to be in the in the seventies. Yeah, it's projected. Nice. You know what I mean? So nice. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, in, in, enjoy in, enjoy your holidays. Be be safe driving, and I will talk to you in late December, Chief. All right. Take care, champ. See you.